Again, Wilkinson in the place. Johnny Wilkinson, he's got it! Ella, Shimpeda, Bajero! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pinter with me, Jono. And me, Gaz. We're coming to you uh, every week, or most weeks even, talking uh, all things sports. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pinter2. And uh, today we'll, uh, we'll cover a few things from uh, the big preview of Leicester v City next weekend, uh, discuss today's Champions League draw. Uh, we'll come back to that discussion we started last week about the uh, Premiership managers who currently who have played for the club they currently manage. Um, we're four rounds down in the... Uh, European Champions Cup in the rugby, we'll think uh, where, where that's going and who we think for the win. Uh, and even cover Tyson Fury and his um, quite surprising split with his trainer Ben Davison. But but before all that, Gareth, uh, only one place to unfortunately start, uh, that is the Emirates. Uh, Arsenal were quite comfortably put to the sword by City yesterday. Uh, lost 3 0, could have, probably could have been more if City seems to sort of ease off, mm. unfortunately, in the second half. In it. But it sounds like um, Mikel Arteta seems to be a man they're trying to choose to go forward with. and Gareth, is he, is he or is any man capable of sorting out this, uh, this mess of the club? <laughs> oh, yeah, but maybe there isn't anyone, but... Um, Mikel Arteta's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? Because he's highly ta- talked about with by lots of people. He's been, uh, obviously, he's Pep's right-hand man. He's been kind of linked with Arsenal uh, beforehand and linked with other clubs. But he's, isn't he just as unknown as, as Lundberg? Maybe perhaps not as much experience as... Uh, he's got more experience sorry, than Lundberg in, in terms of um, being as the right-hand man, but I don't understand why he's suddenly the great white hope. Yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't fill me with joy, to be honest. Um, I'd like to... Well, I mean, I suppose I'll say safe a pair of hands. We've kind of thought Emery was going to be that, and that's not worked out well. Well, it didn't work mm-hmm. out well. <clears throat> But um, with the likes of Allegri and Ancelotti about, and you, I don't know, you, you've got to think they will be at least available for talks. Um, to go to a young manager just because he's because um, he's with Pep, basically, it kind of seems what it's, what it's about. Seems um, seems quite a gamble. Uh, oh, we were speaking of Ancelotti. He's actually agreed to uh, become Everton manager. Just Does breaking he really? news. Breaking news on the pod. Wow, that is a great move for Everton. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair play. Uh, well, we were saying last week we might not be the greatest, but still to be able to attract a manager of uh, in his calibre is uh, very impressive. So fair play, Everton, but we we're on Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I just he just basically seems that because he's at City and because he's with Pep, he's obviously learned everything that Pep knows, and therefore he's going to be a good Arsenal manager. Now, admittedly, that's a bit simplified because he did play at Arsenal mm-hmm. for a number of years. It wasn't wasn't Arsenal's greatest period, but he, uh, he did captain the side. Um, he always. You know, turned out well. He probably wasn't as good of Arsenal as he was in his, his best Everton days. But he, um, you know, he, he tried his hardest. Was a, was a good club servant. No, you know, no 
found were particularly ever bad, bad word to say about him beyond that perhaps he was a bit over the hill. So, mm. so he knows a bit about Arsenal, he knows a bit about how the structure works, he's seen, I suppose, Wenger in action. But um, So that you know that's good on, on one basis, but at the same yeah, it, ju- it just seems all to be the, the City thing, and it seems quite a big gamble. And if they they get this one wrong, then you know they they really are, they already are drifting into uh, not quite mid-table mediocrity, I hope, but they're already drifting, you know, becoming a firmly established Europa League club. But it could get worse um, if that if that happens. And yeah, you you really worry that Arsenal are are going to drift out proper, and then the, the you know attracting the the likes of a, of an Ancelotti uh, or an Allegri or, or someone another bigger name that might be available by then um, could become a real bit of a pipe dream. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, he, he's young and hopefully he's, he has learned loads from Pep, but it, it seems a gamble. I, I think that, that breaking news is probably testament to where Arsenal perhaps are then at the moment. If they if they don't feel as though they can attract or compete with Everton to, to get Ancelotti, or maybe they have competed and, and they've lost, um, and they, what, they're just falling back on a guy that surely can't say no to them. But what, what I don't understand is what, why, why go for... Um, why put all your eggs in the kind of the Arteta basket? Make it clear that you want to after, you want to go after him rather than Vieira. Yeah, obviously Vieira would be the, the greater club legend. Has been has actually managed some football teams. Um, mm. You know, he, he would seem a more a more obvious choice for Arsenal. Really, uh, obviously, absolutely beloved by the fans. Well, you know, one of Arsenal's great great Premier League players, and um, yeah, you, you'd, you'd hope in an ideal world it could sort of be similar to what what Lampard's done at Ch- uh, Chelsea last this season. Um, or even big dunk now, Gareth. Um, but yeah, he'd seem more obvious, shout, and you'd think. But um, you know, Ancelotti supposedly Arsenal weren't interested in him. Um, yeah, I'd like to think Arsenal was practically bigger than Everton, um, slightly, but supposedly Arsenal weren't in on him, which I suppose it seems, potentially seems strange for when they've gone for Arteta instead. Um, mm. Yeah, it just it you know it, it needs to go right, and I think yeah, the problems at Arsenal start. Uh, a lot higher than the manager, and in, in, with Arteta, with his first job, is going to be able to sort of navigate those waters of a a club where there's a, a, a massive amount of malaise really set in from from the top down. An owner who, who's absent, who's um, currently fighting quite a lot of fires in America with his uh, big new stadium deal um, mm. that's cost him an absolute fortune, and he's actually um, looked like he's been done over a bit, which um, no, no one's heart's going to bleed for a billionaire of that caliber. Um, <laughs> Silence, Dan. Um, uh, yeah, and then just a general. Well, they've moved it around a few times the last few seasons after having the all-powerful manager Wenger in to, uh, from Vincent Slat and Solani to just Solani in now um, yeah how, how's that all going to operate around Arteta is he going to be able to have direction will he fit in well with that sort of operation of how they're going to sign players and move forward or will it just become a, a, a bit a, you know, more of a mess as it has been for, for quite, a, quite a long while really at Arsenal now mm. yeah I, I don't buy that Arteta's going to be the um the answer um, I suppose he's well, he'd get more time would he I suppose than well I don't know more time than Emery was afforded perhaps but um, yeah I, I, I don't I don't, I just don't see what Arsenal are doing really and like I say if they do end up sort of really plummeting and really end up in a bit of relegation battle and they're not going to end up that low but if they if they end up in kind of the lower end of the uh, or the bottom half of the table um, how long does the, the fans' patience last? It asked some of the more uh, impatient fans of recent times, we say. Um, probably not helped by the, the Arsenal TV kind of culture, but where you're, um, you get more public, public publicity if, uh, if you're having a rubbish day. Um, 
yeah uh, recent incidents like booing your own captain and um, obviously everyone was against him in the first place and not happy with the manager uh, yeah I think Arsenal are going to be some of the more difficult fans to please I suppose because mostly because uh, and what United are going to get in the next few years hopefully but um, a lot of the younger fans are, they're only going to have known Arsenal's uh, more successful years I put success in inverted commas but um, Champions League success, uh, Champions League qualifications and stuff so maybe uh, a bit more of a reality check for those Arsenal fans and that's all they're used to Yeah somewhat I mean you think if this is uh, the worst season you've ever seen an Arsenal fan you're 10th um, and you know still in a European competition you, you could be worse but um, but it, yeah it just does seem like there's a, a, a bad direction you're definitely right there's a bad feeling around the club um, Arsenal TV uh, yeah is, is amusing for the first couple of times you see it, and then it, it generally gets boring. But it, um, or a bit samey, but you can see how how annoyed the uh, the fans are. And yes, yeah, it's, it's a club that's it's got a, got an atmosphere around it, and has had for quite some time, really, from the end of the Benga days to um, you know this this last period around Emery. And um, yes, it's a club that, that is annoyed at more than just the manager, or more than just a you know a jack or a player. It is a club that worries about its future in terms of who's running it. So. Um, yeah, I think the fans are, are quick to turn on anyone who's, and you know that could be Arteta, because you know the, the the owners don't speak much, you don't hear much, you know, from them at all. Uh, so Arteta would, I suppose, be you know potentially carrying the can for the owners' sins, really, because that's kind of the only first place they can vent it at. Um, and yeah, it's uh, he's going to need to. Uh, he's got his work cut out, and he's going to need to get cracking quickly. And um, <laughs> if you judge by the weekend, uh, that defence is still an absolute mess. Um, oh, and, and the midfield. Well, the midfield's more embarrassing. Say, <laughs> uh, the midfield's not. I was going to say midfield's not much better either. Um, yeah, they've got. They need a significant amount of investment. Is there? Is that there? Uh, you know, how's Arteta going to fit with all the players they bought in the summer? Um, yeah, it's a, a lot to a lot to do, a lot to think about. Uh, yeah, and they've, they've got a long way to go, really. Mm. Well, they might get something out of Ozil, um, <laughs> but I won't hold your breath. Yeah, he looked like he was slightly annoyed to come off the field. Uh, that was a bit of passion from uh, Magic Mesa <laughs> at the weekend. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought, I thought uh, Ozil, uh, not to go too off topic, I thought Ozil wasn't particularly well treated by him, really. He kind of cast him out a bit too quickly, but he, he's uh, he's not shunned since he's come back in the team. So um, yeah, but I'll take a kick. Uh, yeah, I'll take a not to go too much further off topic, but he's uh, he's upsetting China, most of China at the minute. So uh. It's been taken off uh, taken off the screens, isn't it, on the, uh, his uh, reaction? Well, they took the whole game off. He, oh, the whole game no, it off, was it? It was his reaction. He, um, he condemned some of the Chinese governments against the... Uh, the, the Hong Kong protests. Yeah, well, no, there's a certain way they deal with terrorists and there seems to be quite a lot of terrorists that they're dealing with that um, could be described as being... We, don't, we upset Russia last year, we don't, last week. We don't upset China this week, but... We're going after uh, the big boys here on the Super, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. It's some questionable uh, ethics, uh, shall we say, around their, what they, how their government treat their um, um, their foreigners in their country. Uh, and Ozil made a comment about it, and the Arsenal game against Chelsea were then banned from um, all Chinese TV stations. Uh, I think they played a rerun of Spurs Wolves, I think it was, <laughs> instead. Uh, but Arsenal then have distanced and distanced themselves from the uh, comments. Arsenal's a club. Uh, probably to try and curry favour back with the Chinese government, but uh, all a bit bizarre, really. Um, Interesting, because there was a similar big controversy in the NBA the, earlier this uh, year. Um, 
two or three months back, the start of the season, uh, one of the M- uh, NBA general oh, managers. Oh, the, the Rockets. Uh, yes, well, well remember Gareth. They, uh, he, the general manager who's kind of like the, uh, yeah, kind of guy who sits above the manager or the coach in the uh, the hierarchy. Um, hmm. the, you know, director of uh, Twilliam or something. He uh, he made a comment uh, expressing sympathy with the Hong Kong protesters. And it set up a huge firestorm that literally became an international incident. And uh, yeah, it took NBA off Chinese screens, um, effigies being burnt in the street, and, and all sorts. So uh, yeah, it's in <laughs> sports players are the, uh, taking the uh, fight to the Chinese and their human rights rec- records that uh, our government certainly got no interest in doing. Um, yeah, right. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ozil does have we have quite a big social consciousness. He's got a very big social media following, and he's mm. for some of that, but. Um, yeah, not, not to make too easy a comment, but yeah, maybe concentrate on the pitch uh, a little bit as well. Maybe we'd like, like to see you performing well, like you once did about three seasons ago for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. And if our set can turn him around, then, then that would perhaps be a big help on trying to restore Arsenal. But uh, <laughs> on the other hand, City um, looked in very good nick. Um, <clears throat> still a long way off you in the title race. And it's a huge uh, tie this week inside the round, Gareth. Uh, City are at home to Leicester. Um, mm-hmm. Is this is this a chance for you know Leicester to finish City off really and put them out of title contention altogether well I think I think I probably want um, a City win just to uh, just to peg back Leicester um, so yeah Leicester no 10, th- 10 points behind uh, you whereas City are 14 behind 14 mm-hmm. points behind you sorry so uh, yeah City win would be ideal for you <laughs> well I'm not sure about ideal but maybe a, maybe a nice draw would be uh, would probably work out well yeah I, th- I think uh, I think Leicester were perhaps a bit well. They were definitely disappointed with their uh, result on the weekend, um, and not not quite. But from what it sounds like, it's not as though they they battered Norwich. They had spells in the game where they overran Norwich, but I think it was just a, a few too many players just didn't turn up for whatever reason. Um, and I think that's perhaps a bit of an insight to how Leicester are going to be. They're certainly doing well this season, but there are going to be they're not going to be well. There are going to be games where they're not going to have the, the strength of depth maybe to change change games. Um, yeah, not, not not sure that Leicester are going to be there for the whole season uh, in second. I still think City will finish above them, but uh, but yeah, any result of those two really um, could be talked as a good result. Probably probably best for for Leicester to to beat City, but but yeah, City coming into a bit bit more form perhaps with Kevin De Bruyne looking good on the weekend. Uh, two very well taken goals, weren't they? <laughs> they were, yeah. Um, <laughs> First one particularly, he made it look routine, but that, that's a hard ball to control that well into, a, into the top corner yeah well, there was a Watford lad against us on the weekend who had an even easier chance than that if you like and he, he completely missed the ball so it shows how uh, how difficult a skill it is but yeah I think City well yeah I think City's starting to um, I didn't say starting to look good but they, they only played Arsenal that's the caveat isn't it but uh, yeah the week before they lost to United didn't they so maybe, maybe I can't say they look good yeah, I don't know. Be interesting. I'll I'll sit my net out, neck out, and say uh, one all. <laughs> Very bold. Uh, I think City probably carry on rolling a bit, and uh, yeah, battle past Leicester. I think, I think Leicester should score, but we'll say two one City from my end. Mm, okay. Um, and then I think after Liverpool's next game is uh, is Leicester away on Boxing Day. Um, or next league game. So. Thank you. Well, some big ties that could be title deciders. Hopefully, uh, uh, this World, World, World Cup Championship will uh, bring you back somewhat. 
Uh, it could be. It could. It could do. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more and more confident each week now that with their uh, Louisville's chances. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think this this little tricky uh, tricky Christmas period will be the the test to see how many if we get any injuries. About they're not happy with the pitches out there and um, yeah, obviously a lot of flying and stuff. So we'll see. Although it could work the other way, it could be seen as a mid season or see mid season break part one. Uh, a bit of warm weather training. Yes, uh, one way of doing it before you get your uh, winter break in. Um, but yeah, as I say, hopefully a couple of injuries and everything goes wrong for you and uh, you throw away this lead. That'd be ideal. <laughs> I don't think we'd ever recover <laughs> if we did. Uh, yeah, that would, that'd be glorious as well. Uh, <laughs> well. We'll carry on with City a bit further, Gareth, from uh, from Arsenal to Leicester to now the Champions League draw, which came out today in City. Uh, mm. Probably the tie of the round, aren't they? Uh, against yep. Real Madrid uh, the other English teams uh, you've got Atletico uh, yep. Chelsea got Bayern Munich uh, and Tottenham probably the easiest you'd say but there's still no, no gimme against uh, RB Leipzig and then to uh, draws around out by Atalanta Valencia Napoli and Barcelona um, and Juventus have got Lyon haven't they yeah um, any uh, obviously City uh Rail's probably a tie around any that, that really others that really wet your appetite or any potential shocks you see from this draw? I think the, the Chelsea Munich game um evokes a final from a few years back, doesn't it? So maybe that could be uh could be a good good tie as well. Um but yeah, it, it's it's clearly that I mean Liverpool Madrid might be Madrid are probably the ones that are set up best at the uh, at the teams in there or other than Napoli to uh to combat Liverpool, so maybe that'll be uh, a bit tighter than than perhaps first thought, but but yeah, um, it's hard to pick, isn't it? Really, City or Real? Real seem to be getting better as the season goes on. They do, and um, obviously under Zidane, they've been absolutely immense as a Champions League side, haven't they? Um, mm. So you wonder, but you, you think City, are, you know, most of their eggs are now, and you you got to be thinking of the Champions League basket, really, haven't they? Um, True. Yeah. But yeah, still Real, uh, as you say, at the finest of form, Zidane. Certainly knows how to win in Europe. I don't think it's talked about enough how impressive those three, three wins in a row were. Um, mm. And yeah, he'll probably yeah turn to Gareth Bale and, and he'll have a, <laughs> a, a kind, of, kind of important Champions League goals again. Um, yeah, really really tough one to call. I'll, I'll say City to squeak through. Um, mm. Athletico, you've got the you've got them coming back to your place second leg, haven't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you think you're probably through there? Uh, Chelsea, Bayern Munich are looking very strong, aren't they? I think they're. I think Chelsea have probably gone from that perspective. Uh, Lewandowski's scoring for fun yet again, isn't he? Mm. Um, they're not. They're not as good in the league, though, are they? They're not. They're, they've uh, uh, been good in Europe, but yeah, they're uh, down to fifth in the league now. Mm. Was the weekend? Uh, I couldn't tell you. No, not the weekend. They. Uh, no, they, they won six one, didn't they? Seven one. Coutinho. Coutinho hat trick. Yeah, weekend before they lost to Munchen Gladbach. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, two, two losses. So, yeah, they've been very impressive in Europe this season, which you were talking about. And you probably think too strong for a, or I would think too strong for a Chelsea side. Mm-hmm. And Spurs, you, you, you think should be too good, and Mourinho know how to get past. But Leipzig, have, um, yeah, club that's been steadily growing for the last few years, haven't they? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that's that's Jose, isn't it? So. Uh... You'd kind of you'd fancy him to uh, to be able to, to be able to get past Leipzig. You were top top of the league though, aren't they, Leipzig? So uh, no, give me there. Mm. 
And then uh, PSG Dortmund, sorry, was perhaps the other one we didn't mention. Uh, can you see Dortmund spring a surprise on that start of their PSG side that still hasn't really put it together in the Champions League? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think PSG they they they're, um, they've got well they've added to their their team since last year. They've got um, the RG lad up front from uh, from Inter. Hey, Cardi. Cardi, that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. They uh, they're looking they're looking quite good. And, and Dortmund, well, it's, it's funny in Germany, isn't it? The, the, the league's really tight. Yeah, it's good. It looks, um, yeah, it looks like a plenty of teams could win it. To be fair, uh, you worry it will all tail off and Bayern will win it yet again. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, you never know. But, but there's still something about PSG teams. We've had a lot of horror shows in this Champions League, haven't they? Mm. Um, so you wonder, but yeah, you, you have got the likes of uh, Mbappe and Akadi up top together. Uh, Di Maria and Neymar sit behind us. There's some talent there. Well, um, just dropping back to City, just briefly. What um, if you think if City go out to Madrid? What do you think happens to Pep? Because they're unlikely to win the league this year. They would... if they go out if they go out to Madrid or if they go out to the Champions League in the first knockout stages. He came in as a Champions League winning coach who's. Well, he's not won the Champions League for them. Um, would he, would got, he still got, stay? If he went out to rally, I mean, he's not got close as he quarters as far as he's been. Um, mm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I think Pep's probably gone he, he, either way, to be honest. He seems to be coming to the end of his project. It seems to be getting a bit tired in the league. Um, so I think if he if he wins it, he'll kind of sail off into the sunset and say, well done. If not, I think you know he, he, the managers now tend to tends to do quite a short contract don't they? I wonder if he seems mm. like the sort of guy who fences a new challenge I wonder if he might want to do another one of his sabbaticals and take a year off again um, survey the market and see who comes from next but yeah I don't think I don't think Pep stays beyond this season really um, mm. this will be his fourth season now won't it he won, won the league looks like he'll win the league in two in Champions League um, yeah he'll need to yeah he'll need to start with a, a big win against Real but I think Pep's probably gone either way for my money uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Not sure where he goes particularly. Uh, yeah. Easy shout there, but just yeah, managers nowadays don't tend to stay for ages. Uh, hopefully, Jurgen Klopp will piss off soon. Um, just signed a new deal, isn't he? Didn't he miss that? How, how signed on Friday uh, till 2024. Um, so I think it was just an extension, but um, but yeah, he's uh, he, he did a little message saying that, I can send you the message on um, on WhatsApp if you like it, but he uh, sort of sat down in front of the camera and said he wanted to. He was enjoying the project uh, and he felt there was more they could give, so he wanted to stay longer, which, you know, isn't, isn't bad news. Did he duck out of his uh, uh, Dortmund contract last time, early? He's obviously stayed for quite a while, but didn't he? Didn't he did he, se- uh, seven years, wasn't it? And he's seven he years did. at mine, seven years at Dortmund. Um, and then he's getting. What was he of you? Well, he came partly through, through, so. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's he's on his fourth season. No, he's on his fifth season. Um, so yeah, whether whether we can get more out of him in the seven years, hopefully we can. Um, if not, hopefully uh, Gerard shows what he's what he's made of up at Rangers, and then comes and steps in. We like ex players uh, managing clubs, don't we? We do, Gareth. Which neatly segues us on to uh, that, that topic we started discussing last week um, of the we talked about we came from Duncan Ferguson and we. Uh, spending so much time with her because we never really finished it, did we? But uh, 
of the current six managers, Gareth, in the uh, Premiership, who, who are now managing their club, who have played for that club previously, um, who do you, who do you think is the most successful? Well, I think we said six. I think now Ferguson's gone, we probably have to scratch him off. But, um, but uh, yeah, I think number one, number one, I think, has either got to be Eddie Howe or... Um, oh, dear. Man at Sheffield United. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. Uh, uh, close one. I'd, I'd, I'd just pip Howe, I think, because he's um, got a bit more longevity in the, in the Premier League so far. Um, although, I think, followed closely behind uh, by Wilder. Uh, they both brought the clubs up through the leagues and no, both, um, both two promotions they win yeah yeah well how how went off to Burnley partway through as well didn't he and then came back did uh, did Burnley for a season well, I don't think he even lasted a season did he um, but then came back but uh, but yeah I suppose um, Wilder did back to back promotions did he no no two promotions in three years I think it was so, yeah um, but yeah, both both very impressive. But to be fair, Howe's been in the Premier League now for four seasons. Yeah, um, established club. On they don't tend. They don't, you wouldn't, we'll see this season. They don't tend to get drawn into the dogfight too much, do they? Yeah. So that that would be my one-two, and then for me third. <laughs> well, you got between Lampard, Solskjaer, and well, <laughs> Lundberg. I think Lundberg has to be bottom. Um, and then Lampard is doing yeah, well with Chelsea. Not inspiring from Lundberg at the weekend when he said, when he, uh, says, uh, well, yeah, please, get a, please get a manager in. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't pl- quite a uh, come and get me plea, was it? It wasn't, it wasn't uh, yeah. Brilliant for his candidacy. Obviously, he's not quite ready for the top job yet. Um, but yeah, so I think Lampard probably squeezing third. I think Solskjaer's been a little bit hard done by. He's, I don't think he's done the worst job with United. Uh, he was following other managers who've largely failed since Fergie. Uh, they went on a really good run initially, didn't they? And that's what kind of gave, seemed to give him the job um, first off. But but yeah, I think he there's potential there. But I think the club's in a mess all around. I think it's a little bit harsh just to pinpoint it all on on Ollie. Yeah, no, he's um, carrying on the yeah. So let's see, not. Not part of me, not similar to Arsenal in terms of um, a club that's got problems that start far higher up with a manager and uh, a structure and a, an ownership group around them that you wonder about really who don't see particularly interested in the club beyond it being a bit of a cash cow for them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we've got a social and then uh, I guess, uh, yeah, uh, Ferguson sits just above Lundberg, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think he does, yeah. But he's, uh, he's now hang, hung up his, well, his soup jacket and... Uh, Got a good record as a as an Everton manager. Good, yeah, four win, four points out of six. Um, mm. Yeah, they they again looked all right against United the weekend, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. What Everton have missed, I think, for a long time is a lot of passion and um, certainly a lot of fight. Although there's questions about how he treated uh, Keane, wasn't there, about him bringing Keane off after subbing him on 18 minutes earlier. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think he's, done a, he's done a good job at Everton and. To, I still think he would have done a good job <laughs> up until the derby and then perhaps you could have brought in um, Ancelotti sooner but if Ancelotti's there and available then yeah why well, you you probably wouldn't uh, take up that opportunity if uh, if he's wanted to come so it's a bit hard to hard to argue with uh, that decision yeah we should see if um, if Dunk's kept around in some capacity he's been there for quite a while hasn't he it depends what Ancelotti wants to do really he generally seems someone who 
he was quite happy to go with the, the flow of the club, isn't he? Um, mm. But you wonder if he'll want to bring all his own men in or, uh, or Ferguson will stay for a bit longer. But uh, if, he, if he has to go, he may, yeah, may have shown that he's got a bit about him. Uh, mm. but, I suppose, as we say last weekend, um, not done the greatest job as a uh, coach necessarily, but yeah, once he got the top job, he, he didn't seem to do badly. But then, and then maybe that's. Uh, I don't think Ancelotti's going to do this either. But there's something about having a, a man of the club in your it's your second in command, isn't there? And so someone who knows the club inside out and knows what knows daft things like don't put a week inside out in the league cup when you're in the quarterfinals, and it's something the league you know the the, uh, the fans really want to see or, or whatever it is that they um, they seem to have their ear to the ground a bit more and know a bit about the culture of the uh, of the club rather than um, just. Yeah, somebody coming in and just just uh, seeing it from their own yeah their own perspective rather than the club's perspective. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around. Um, no, yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all. I think I think Angelo would be quite happy to go with that if they if they ask him to. Um, so yeah, um, best best of luck, uh, King Carlo. Hopefully, uh, take the the pride of uh, Merseyside back to the blue side. <laughs> Well, if, uh, if Pep goes, then maybe uh, Everton surely have got the right manager in this time. And, uh, then, yeah, maybe it's the back to like, the 80s, where the, uh, or 70s and 80s, when Merseyside was um, the top city of uh, football in the country. Yeah, hopefully not. But um, if anyone's going to do it, I wouldn't mind it being Everton. Mm. Um, but uh, speaking of top sides, let's, let's switch sports, Gary, to uh, the rugby. Uh, we had the now four four rounds down in the Champions Cup. Um, yeah, you're starting to we're starting to get a look of a, a fairly likely quarter final lineup. Um, well, you, you, you say that. I, I don't think it's it's that clear. I think you've got the first the first four or so, and then I think um, because of the way the the Group A and B have gone, where they got uh, is it A and B? Leinster Group and who's it? Is it Exeter Group? Exos, yeah, they have the first yeah. one and two. Yeah. Both, um, well. yeah, both got 19 points, haven't they? And so the second teams down in both got nine points. Um, whereas third group is uh, got Sarri's currently in third behind Munster. And Sarri's on 10 points, Munster on 11. Um, yeah, I don't think it's quite as clear cut as, uh, is it? Perhaps usually is you usually get the kind of the top two in each group looking good and perhaps getting close to securing at least you know, the t- I know it's top um, eight out of, no top yeah top uh, well, top yeah, t- five of the groups and then the, the three best uh, three best that's that. one so yeah um, I, was, I was perhaps focusing a bit more on the top which which is looking clear but yeah you, you're right in terms of probably places yeah five two or well, probably six seven eight um, yeah. I mean, you've got, yeah, in terms of dominant teams, you've got Leinster, 10 points clear in their group, Exeter, 10 points clear in their group, um, Toulouse, 9 points clear in their group, and then uh, Ulster and Clermont um, are, what are they, 12 and 11 points clear in their in their group, so you think you both of them will probably go through. Mm. But then I have to say, yeah, you've got um, you've got Munster and Saris, who are on 11 and 10 respectively in their group, uh, who have just finished playing each other. I think Munster still will go to Racing um, and Sarri's got to welcome them. So, yeah, things can still happen there. Uh, I suppose... Well, yeah. Would it um, ever... So you you have the top five go through mm-hmm. and then the next three... Is it the next three runners-up or the next three highest points? 
next three highest points, as I understand it. So I think it, it could, you could have three in the same group. It'd be bloody hard to happen. Yeah, yeah. If you've only got six games, but yeah, it could happen in theory, as far as I know. Um, yeah, it's just the, the next three. Yeah, the next three best placed teams in terms of points. Mm. Um, so you know, after looking for these few rounds, uh, who who do, who do you like looking forward? Who, who, perhaps predict, you're going to predict a final, Gareth. Which two teams do you see in it? Um, <laughs> well, the obvious choice is uh, at least Leinster. I think, um, yeah, Leinster look look very very dominant. I suppose you, you've got to argue Exeter as well. Uh, Baxter's just did he just sign a new deal with Exeter, or has he just confirmed that he's not going for the England job? Or no, yeah, they're all signed up to 2023. So um, if Jones doesn't sign on for a bit while, it's not going to be Baxter for those two years. Hmm. Um. But then I suppose you, you know you could argue that the uh, the Saris Munster uh, group is is a lot more competitive, um, or there's, there's certainly three very good teams in there on their day. Um, yeah, Lens is I think the obvious one that you'd, you'd, you'd probably mark in the final uh, from a way out. Yeah, um, they've looked very good. They have put Northampton to the sword twice in two weeks. Northampton. Uh, not not the best English side out there, but they've been better this well, last season than this season. Um, Top of the league, aren't they? They are, um, and, and Leinster embarrassed them uh, both on their own patch and, and back in uh, Dublin. That, that game was over after about 20 minutes. I was watching it, and yeah, Leinster were already running three tries, and, and Northampton were all at sea. Um, mm. I think the other the other Irish team to, to worth talking about is Ulster. Who Ulster, yeah, very very impressive. Uh, Already two away wins. Um, Amelia Harlequins didn't put up much of a fight this weekend. Um, but Bath, you know, the first weekend we talked a bit about them when they won by one point. It's kind of been a big one for them. And I don't think they've lost at their home ground in, in something like... Uh, it's about a year and a half or something they haven't lost there. All oh, right. Um, yeah, but... Uh, so I, I think Ulster are probably a potential dark horse. But if I, if I was going to probably pick another finalist, I think I'd go for the team in their group, come on, who... Um, mm. I've always been a fun side to follow and had a year out last year of the uh, Champions Cup uh, after being kind of mainstays and they've been to the final a couple of times, never got over the final hurdle. Um, but I think they play some lovely rugby, they've got uh, a serious uh, set of uh, sort of combination of uh, yeah, Islanders uh, and then some very good French players. Uh, and yeah, I'd like to think they'll uh, get to the final again. I think Racing uh, are always at there or thereabouts, but getting rid of Nakawara. They had a great mm. second row for um, for turning back, turning up late from the World Cup. But doesn't see the wisest move to me. He's, but there's not many better players in the world, really. So um, it's, it's just absolutely bizarre, that isn't it? What um, what, what are they gaining from it? I'm not really sure. I don't know if they were trying to get out of his contract, or but it just it, it baffles me for a player as good as that um, to just uh, yeah to let to let him get away, really. Um, just for it didn't sound like it was particularly untoward he went there after the World Cup was he help, I think he was helping his dad build a house or something <laughs> <laughs> and Racing weren't quite happy um, you know the French clubs do have uh, a serious degree of control over their players in terms of uh, what they say goes probably more than most other international teams and, and I wonder if that will change more and more as uh, as, they, as their next World Cup comes closer and you know the French have they didn't have a bad go in the World Cup this year did they and they could have got mm. to the semi-finals if not for a bit of stupidity at the end but um, yeah, you wonder if they'll start to get a bit better by plan about how much power the clubs have. Um, but still, letting 
yeah, letting Nekarero go, I think, could cost Racing. Uh, and then Toulouse are sort of probably the other one who are sneaking up there, uh, mm. along with Exeter. Exeter, I think, probably lacking a little bit of quality to compared to like a Leinster or Clermont. I like Exeter, I like the way they play the game, but I think they're probably lacking a bit of that star stardust. Um, Arguably, got a harder group though than um, than Toulouse. You know, there's yeah, some La Rochelle and, uh, and Glasgow in there. And Glasgow on the same Glasgow as last year with um, with Hog went, didn't he? But yeah, um, yeah, they're probably the two weakest groups, aren't they? Of the of the hmm. five, um, I think Gloucester absolutely shot themselves in the foot this weekend. They were, I think it was, was it eleven or twelve points clear with ten minutes yeah. to go against Connacht uh, away, which would have been a very valuable win, um, and managed to blow that lead and got uh, hmm. final. Final part of the game, um, Connacht scored. Um, so yeah, it's, and Montpellier languishing the bottom of that group, who another star-studded, uh, very expensively put together side. You don't seem to be going anywhere. But yeah, I think probably it's uh, a lack of it of star star quality. So yeah, I've got to say, Clermont, uh, Leinster, my final. Uh, and but yeah, happily for someone like Ulster um, or Exeter, that's probably wrong, really. Yeah, yeah. And then do do we see Sarri's uh, sneaking through and? and Causing havoc in the last eight. Well, they're definitely a danger, aren't they? You, you, ideally, for the European competition, you don't want them to sneak through. Um, but if they do, then uh, then yeah, they'll be one of the favourites to, to to go deep into the uh, into the into the tournament. They'd have so to go on the road, though, wouldn't they? Which is is no easy task in the Champions Champions Cup. No, but I don't think he would bother uh, Sarri's that much, would he? No, I mean, they haven't. They don't tend to do it. They did it once in there against Leinster and went out. They're probably their worst year. Um, when they, had, I think they had quite an injury spell and they got beat. They got beat by Clermont, right, didn't they? Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they showed they. Uh, it was a real physical scrap against Munster this weekend. They managed to, to probably very similar to the weekend before, really, um, where they yeah managed to squeak through fifteen six after being six three down. Um, yeah, I think obviously with what's going on there, they're probably, like as you say, they'd be a threat and, and no one would fancy going against them, but you, you think too much to do going on the road. Probably mm. a couple of times, potentially. Yeah. So, what's going on that? Now you're down for another final, then you've got Leinster. Who'd you go? Other side? Um, I'll go Sarries. <laughs> yeah, it's the Sarries again. Same final. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just see. Uh, it's been quite a story rivalry with that. Who, who knows if we can see it again? Mm. Uh, last week we uh, obviously spent a lot of time on Anthony Joshua uh, returning his heavyweight dominance uh, last weekend. This uh, this week there's been some quite interesting developments uh, on another uh, or the other great British heavyweight Tyson Fury um, splitting with his trainer Ben Davison, who a guy who's, who's uh, given a lot of credit not only with um, helping Fury get his boxing back on track but, but his life in general. Um, apparently mm. very um, very influential in, in sort of Tyson's mental well-being. It sounds like and it's done a lot to. Um, help, well, not just mental, physical as well. You know that turnaround of losing the um, ten plus stone or, or whatever Fury's lost now, um, mm. as well as getting his mind back in the right place. Uh, you know, seemed very tight. He's, he's very young, Ben Davison, but was obviously well respected by uh, Fury. Um, yeah, quite, quite a surprise. Uh, there's talk he's going to go with uh, an American trainer who's, who's out of the Cronk gym in Detroit. But uh, do, do we worry for Fury? You know, this is less, well, probably just over. Uh, no, just under two months. Oh no, just just over. Sorry, two months out from uh, his supposed fight with Wilder. Um, mm. Does it, does this spell trouble for Fury? 
Um, they've left. They've separated amicably, haven't they? Or they they said they remain friends. So for saying that, a lot of it is part of uh, Davison's friendship to him and his his kind of confidant as well. Um, then perhaps uh, perhaps that that's a good thing. If it was a yeah a messy uh, separation or messy arguments, then um, maybe that would be that would bode a bit bit more tr- spell a bit more trouble. But yeah, it's just really odd. Things just come from from nowhere, really. Um, yeah, Davison was get, getting a lot applauded, so I, perhaps not so many got criticised by um, by Fury's dad, didn't he? On after the uh, uh, the Walling Walling, fight, Walling um, yeah. but yeah, just um, this seems a bit odd. <laughs> I, I'd always think that Fury's like almost like a master tactician or a master in um, in knowing how to how to get the best out of himself and how to work the crowd and how to um, yeah, create the kind of the interest around him so maybe that's that's part of it if he goes with an American trainer maybe he thinks he can get more of a support in America I, I don't know I don't know I, I always think he, he does things that are calculated rather than just haphazard well <laughs> I say that since he's uh, in his since his recovery period perhaps um, yeah I don't know it, it was a bit odd very and uh, uh, yeah I, I think it speaks to um, some problems really you wonder if uh, there's you know Fury has been doing a lot out of the ring and, and um, been doing mm. well all his WWE stuff and you wonder if there's just been a bit too much of that going on whether Davison wants to um, be part of the kind of travelling circus that is around Fury and I think Fury seems generally very comfortable in um, you know kind of being the life and soul and getting up to different things and um Travelling around the world, you know, shouting his, his mouth off and, and just, yeah, generally being a bit of an insane. You wonder if that's a bit too much to ask to Davison in terms of being there and being away with him all the time. Um, mm. If not, though, it just seems, yeah, um, yeah, I think, yeah, Fury obviously has a, a very good boxing brain, but to, to change up this soon from, you know, the biggest fight of your life, you'd think, really, or certainly top, top two, three, um, just seems very risky, really, and I'm, I'm not sure quite what he's thinking um, yeah I, I think yeah, we talked um, we talked a little bit about last week I think it, you know, it will look a bit different this fight this time and I think Wilder will put his foot on the gas a bit more and um, yeah Fury's going to need some answers for that and, and who he's getting them from uh, yeah so it sounds like I think it's uh, one of the stewards at the Cronk gym um, don't know a lot about how well they know each other but uh, to develop a, a you know, full on training relationship in, in this amount of time is not not going to be easy and, and quite mm. a challenge. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it seems an unnecessary risk from Shuri, really. But um, without knowing any more about details, and they're both saying it's good. Um, yeah, quite hard to know what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have anything else about him. Maybe he thinks it's a he needs a different game plan for Wilder again. But yeah, don't know. Yeah, he, he wasn't far away from getting away with a, a great shot last time, was he? So, um, but yeah. He, 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 only Tyson knows, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd fear. For, I'd, I said it last week. I fear for him. This does nothing to change that view. Probably only strengthens it, really. That I think. Um, yeah, uh, this this could be some trouble for Fury. But uh, I hope I'm wrong. It'd be nice to see him uh, beat Wilder yeah. uh, and lead to the the, uh, the huge all British clash um, sometime uh, next year or the year after. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. We shall see. Um, anything else on the uh, sports front this week, Gareth? Uh, the only other thing is um, we had a, a tweet um, demo in uh, in Australia. I think uh, was asking us uh, some questions, uh, and well, we 
uh, a lot of the questions around the Australia v New Zealand uh, cricket test that's going on. Um, probably, yeah, well, we're probably probably not best placed to uh, to have much of a, a knowledge of that, uh, Jono, unless you've um, got some pearls of wisdom on that. They've um, yeah, it's been fairly uh, annihilating uh, Australia, been annihilating New Zealand, including David Warner hitting a triple hundred. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, less than about dominant Aussie win for them. I'd say, really. <laughs> well, that might be the case. Um, uh, but what, he did ask one pertinent question. He asked uh, one of our friends. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, who came onto the um, the podcast during the Ashes tests, they asked if uh, he's the worst uh, cricketer to do. He says to do a podcast, but let's assume it's to do our podcast. Um, we've had a bit of a chat. We, uh, me and Jono, have got a bit of sporting um, greatness. I think Jono, it's fair to say, from our cricketing days. Uh, we had um, in uni. We once uh, played a, a bit of a cricket game amongst friends and. Yeah, I think I bowled and you caught uh, one of our friends, Harry Brewer, for a golden duck. So... No, it was beautiful. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think I was playing at point, Gareth, and uh, yeah, you set him up beautifully. Harry uh, tried to open up his arms and, and just slash it straight to me at point, safe pair of hands, and uh, yeah, he was on his way, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. I like to think there was a, a, a second test that we had, or a second innings that we had, and, he, and we got him again. Um, but, uh, but maybe that's just my imagination running away with me. Um, yeah. yeah and, and you've seen Kale play a bit of cricket. Oh, I once saw Kale play in uh, deep dark Western Australia, and he um, he came on as uh, I think third or fourth bowler, and he was getting getting slapped around a bit, really. So I think we probably can confirm in terms of two pointer, he probably is the uh, the worst cricket we've had on here. Gary. Ah, excellent. So th- thanks yeah. for your question, Damo, and um, yeah, hopefully that's that's answered it. If anyone wants any more questions, um, if you want to ask us another sporting question or others about friends, then please uh, get in touch, whether it's tweeting or, or on Facebook um, at Pinter Two. Uh, but yeah, I think that concludes us for this week, Jonathan. Yeah, we'll um, have to see how we're getting on uh, the Christmas uh, period. Uh, see if we can squeeze some pods in around the, the busy, uh, busy fixture list. Mm. But yeah, we'll come back to you on that. Um, but if we don't catch you before then, have a Merry Christmas, listeners. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you uh, soon. Yeah, definitely. Thanks very much. Cheers.